You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Tess, Ryan, and Greg. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm just peachy keen. How are you boys? Yeah, I've been a lot better. Today was a really shitty day. Although, um, yeah, yeah. Our home opener got rained out. I don't want to hear about your socks. Blowing your team didn't blow a four-run lead in the eighth inning. Well, they will. Whatever. I'm sure they will. They'll blow, they'll blow. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm sure they will. Uh, we, should, we should probably mention that today is Thursday, the 29th of March when we are recording this. So it is baseball opening day. Yeah. It was supposed to be the first day since the 60s where all the teams played at, uh, on the same day. Uh, but the Tigers, yet again, ruined another baseball thing and got rained out. So Mother Nature, it's Michigan. It could have been snowing. So, I mean, let's just take the rain. But this is not a baseball podcast. This is a hockey podcast. So, Tyler, what are we going to talk about tonight? So, we are going to talk about why the wings are so inept and what the hell's going on. Possible Ken Holland and Jeff Blaschel extensions. Yes, extensions, apparently. Um, Why Ken Holland (laughs) cannot sign a free agent to save his fucking ass and our draft position. And then if we have time, we will also mention some players of, you know, that could possibly be drafted in the spot that we will be in. We will possibly be from five to seven, or we could be even lower than that. Greg, I want you to shout out the sponsors, and then we can get this thing going here. Yeah, so if you don't know by now, uh, I feel real bad for you, but our sponsor is Howie's Hockey Tape. Listen, go to Howie's, buy some stuff, use the promo code WINGED, or you get 10% off. If you do that, something bad might not happen to you. So uh, go to Howie's. Howie's is a Michigan-made product. They serve the NHL, the AHL, the OHL, all the fun HLs. It's Howie'sHockeyTape.com. Promo code WINGED O saves you 10%. So I think we're going to jump right into it too, Tyler. We're going to get right into the Wings missteps in the past week and a half. And I'm going to let you start. Well, I don't know exactly what you want me to throw out there. They haven't played great. I mean, I guess they did win the last game. And, you know, it just hasn't been great. They haven't – they're giving Evgeny Svechnikov, what, four or five minutes a night. And oh, he's up to like eight now. Okay, he's up to eight. Oh, even yeah. better, right? Just oh, ask yeah. Greg. Greg's keeping tabs real quick. They did, bring up, they did bring up Joe Hickich, which is a good thing, and he, you know, found himself into the lineup, and he's actually getting a lot of ice time, which is a good thing, which is exactly what should be happening when the team is struggling the way they have, and the team is basically playing meaningless hockey. I mean, does anybody disagree with that? No. they're playing meaningless hockey so <laughs> everyone's so, like no we suck we're awful so so we're with, just meaningless to hockey, with meaningless hockey which should mean that guys like mike green when mike green got hurt Heronic should have been called up or hickets and now they did call up hickets so that's a good thing right i don't need to see xavier will let again this year 
I don't know about you guys. I don't need to see him again. No, this year. I don't need to see Erickson ever again. I don't yeah, need to see Cronwell or Erickson either this year. I mean, that's where I'm at with this team. I mean, right now, just run out the season. It's baseball season. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things going on in sports. Um, you know, and then you know, we'll see at the draft at some point. So I mean, that's really where I'm at. I mean, I'm not rooting for them to lose. I know, Greg, you are. Uh, but Tyler, why are you lying? You are right full on for tanking season. I'm see, lying. I'm not though. And the more I think about it, it's just, I guess now at this point, it's like if you lose, it's good. But I mean, like I'm still not rooting for it. Like I'm not openly saying, oh, I hope we lose every single game because that's <laughs> not fun either. That, that no. just defeats the purpose of watching the game. I might as well put the Giants Dodgers game on my TV, you know? <laughs> so like. I don't know. That's where I'm at with this team. I'm really just looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to see what the Griffins can do in the AHL playoffs. And now that we know after last year, you know, they won the Calder Cup, that just doesn't mean shit for the development of this team because you have guys like Abdelkader and Glenn Denning and Erickson and Cronwall and, and you know, ex-player uh, clogging Heronic and Hicketts and Sari Arvey and all these guys – and, uh, you know, it's just going to be the same fucking thing until something changes. And that's why people don't go to games. And that's why, you know, it feels like the Red Wings are losing popularity. So uh, based on that, we're going to go with another popular move the Red Wings made recently. And that is the leaked announcement from an inside source. It has not been confirmed yet, but all the news outlets posted it that Holland will be getting an extension with or without a contract and will bring back Jeff Blaschel. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the return of Blaschel and Ken Holland? Well, first thing I'll touch on is Joe Hicketts continue his point-per-game pace because he just got an assist on the Mantha goal. However, Ken Holland I'm not overly upset about. I am, but I'm not. If it's for one or two years, like it sounds like, possibly three, two I can I can deal with. But if it's from the piece that bothers me the most is Blashel coming back. I think he has horribly managed the team, especially of late. How we keep the last couple of times we've talked, it's been Svechnikov's awful ice time, and it's things of that nature. I love that he's putting Hicketts out there and actually putting him in a role that's going to test him and challenge him. I don't know why he fails to do that with other guys in that role on especially the forward side and we see guys like darren helm constantly with mantha and larkin i think it's worked out once and then you got svechnikov with two guys that are role players and glenn denning and Furk, and that's just what's bothered me the most and it's been nonstop since blashell's been there i think if he's got a fast lineup his type of coaching can work but for what they have, it's not working, and that's the most frustrating part, especially when Erickson is still getting top-end minutes. That's why I'm glad that it's almost coming to an end, but for what they've got in the system, and I know we're going to touch on it later, but failing to get college-free top-tier defensemen is what is the most frustrating part of it all, and I don't necessarily put that on how oh, – it is a lot of Holland because of his last five, six years of bad contracts, but – it's to me, it's a toss up at this point. I'm happy there's potential, but I'm not happy that it's taken the path that it has to get there. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I'm less happy with Holland returning because Holland 
is the reason we're in the position we're in now. Holland mm-hmm. handcuffed us with the contracts. He handcuffed us with the salary cap. And then everyone thinks he deserves to come back and, and lead this rebuild, which to me doesn't make any sense. And him coming back with or without a contract also doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's, I don't understand that part. There's no reason to bring him back without a contract unless you're just saying, okay, you're going to be GM until we – we're not going to sign you. You're just going to be GM until we find your replacement. It's going to be a nice, much nicer version of Ron Francis in Carolina for him. I mean, it's Holland, without, so it's not much nicer. Well, yeah. Well, what I mean by that is that he's going to get moved into another front office role that he should have taken years ago before Eiserman left, but that's another dark hole. But that's that's where I see that going with him. Yeah, my thing with it is that it, and they were talking about it on ninety-seven-one. It's that it, it, bringing them back is like a big middle finger to the fans, basically saying we hear what you're saying, we just don't care. We don't care what you think. It's it's what we're gonna do and just deal with it. And that's the big f you to the fans is is kind of what pisses me off more than anything. Because you have one of the biggest fan bases in hockey. You have one of the most well-traveled fan bases in hockey. And making a move like this, your fan base is going to start dropping out. There's no reason to watch losing hockey with a guy who screwed up your team at the helm. Uh-huh. It should be going to a new group of people, your new management team, a new scouting team that can bring you up to be the next dynasty of the Red Wings again. And I feel with the people who screwed it up and clearly can't work with it, are the ones that are screwing you the most, and to bring them back makes no sense to me. Tess, what do you think? Well, I agree with what you guys have said, like not being as upset or frustrated that Holland's supposed to be coming back. Um, I don't know if you guys read Craig Custance's uh, article last week about his like behind the scenes with the GM meeting. The only reason why I'm not so upset is that he asked the good old Lord and Savior, Steve Eisenman, his thoughts and opinions and stevie said and i quote i believe with everything he's done talking about uh holland and that he deserves the time and the respect of everyone to rebuild it now i know we are frustrated as a fan base we are all veruca salt we want change and we want it now that's not how life works this is a process we have to accept it and just go with the flow and i'm gonna trust what stevie says because stevie brought hockey and life back to Detroit. So I'm going to trust it because deep down, I think he's going to come home. I'm thinking Stevie he's... said that so that we would just shut up about him coming you know home. What, he's Greg, like, yeah, let, let me have Holland my moment. Going. Let me have my moment. Okay. Uh, the bubble was floating high and Greg came in with the needle. Yeah. That's so rude. Bring back so down to earth. Fucking rude. How I'm dare you, Greg? How I'm dare you? Shooting <laughs> holes in your hot air balloon. Okay. But no, seriously, it's, Holland, I mean, I'm more for the two years, okay? Flash Hill, I was trying to think, maybe it's just, you know, every an off-season, you know? Just the players aren't playing their best. It just sucks all around. But he's not using his, like, assets, like you've been talking about. Nope. The ice time is not divided nope. like it should be. We no. have a freaking traffic cone out there more uh, than, like, a little baby with some speed. Like, no. Why is Erickson still here? Why isn't anyone just taking care of him already? What Like, that's my big question. He needs the Tanya Harding. No, where's seriously? Where's Jeff Galuli? <laughs> I'll call him. <laughs> Give me that baseball bat. Flashel, he can leave like tomorrow. I think they're giving um, him the, the benefit of the doubt with his because he has what one year left actually in 
flashes one year. So I think they're just gonna let him finish it and go. That's fine, but I think it's more of like we front office because also I was reading in that article, um, assistant GM Ryan Martin. Never heard of him until like I read this article, but he has a very old school mentality. He still believes that the Griffins need to be overripe. And I'm thinking that uh, mindset went out the way back in 2013. Yeah, we don't have time for too. these kids. So reading that, I'm like, it's not just, we can't all just be mad at Ken Holland because there's a group of these guys making decisions. Ken Holland's just the one voicing them, you know? So it's a whole, it's a big issue with a lot of people in the front office. So get rid of the old farts that still think that you got to earn your way, which I agree, but you can't let these kids sit there for five years. No. How is that helping us? It's, and then you need, it's not. You need to get a new coach that's going to use these players. Like they're here for a reason. What's five minutes of ice time helping Sveshikov? How is that helping him? It's, it's not. not. He should fucking play first line minutes in the AHL. It's going to help him more than playing fourth line minutes in the NHL and getting five minutes a night. Eight um, minutes. Our yeah. bitching is coming to fruition because right now Hicketts, Svechnikov, Mantha, and Larkin are on the ice right now. Oh, yeah. Good. He, Look at that. Uh, Blashill has been trying the Larkin uh mantha svechnikov line a few times and it's a fast line and it's a good line and he should keep doing it but you know he'll go back to uh glenn denning and svechnikov and abdicator and that garbage fourth line people with a first line yeah i don't understand this guy has made a mess of this situation and yes it's not just him okay i get it but here's my thing with the whole situation it's like Fans want change, and obviously, you know, we can't just have everything right when we want it. But this situation, the the team itself has not won a playoff series since, two, what is it, 2013 now, 2012? They haven't won a playoff series since 2013 against um, Anaheim in the first round yeah. last year yeah. in the West. Yep. The first yeah. that was the last time that they won a playoff series. It's an absolute joke that this guy is still in the office, right? And then it's an it's a joke that the ownership and, and everybody just wants to accept it and, and say, oh, let's let's let him rebuild it. What gives you the indication that he number one he wants to rebuild it, and number two, what gives you the indication that he's the right guy to do so? I think they're just being loyal, and it's going to bite them in the ass again because now you're going to set yourself back even further once Ken Holland's gone. I don't understand what they're trying to do with bringing him in without a contract. What? So you can just let him go if he if he doesn't do well? Just let him go. Set him free. This is your opportunity to do so. I, I don't understand what what the, what they're doing down there because Mr. I would have never let this happen, number one. And he's got to be beside himself in heaven right now. Well, he still and, employed and, him when he was alive. So, he, obviously, he was for it. The man was but, for it. He would have gotten rid of him. The man, also, the man also had tremendous respect for Dave Dombrowski and got rid of Dave Dombrowski. And I'm not saying Dombrowski had the same success that um, Ken Holland did, but Dombrowski did have some success with the Tigers. So, I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And Tess, like you were saying, what Ryan Martin said, that the players got to earn their stripes or whatever. Yeah, you got to earn your stripes when there's guys like Zetterberg and Datsuk and Franzen and Holmstrom and Draper and Malpe yeah, and all those guys. Yeah, back in 2009, you had In 2009, 
you, no, you needed to earn year, your stripes. Now, if you're ready to play in the NHL, guess what other organizations do? They play, believe it or not. Ryan Donato with Boston, he was just at Harvard and literally just said, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish graduating at Harvard. I'll do that in the summertime. I'm gonna go play in the National Hockey League with the Boston Bruins and probably gonna play in the playoffs. Like, I just don't understand it, man. I, I don't get it. But no, but that that also brings us to our next point of Ken Holland couldn't have signed Rod and Donato if he wanted to, or anyone, because free agents don't want to come here with our shitty management and coaching situation. And Tyler, I'll let you continue on that one uh, just for a little bit and then I'll move over to Ryan. Well, so the Red Wings missed, struck out again on another college free agent that was highly linked to the Detroit Red Wings. And before I can, you know, now I can just say it because before I, you know, had a source and, you know, this source was reliable, I thought. I mean, it was his mom. His mom legit told me that there was three teams that he was really considering. Detroit was one, LA was one, and San Jose is another one. And those happened to be the teams that, you know, were, were the finalists to land him. You know, he's not coming to Detroit, so now L.A. and San Jose are fighting for him, and he's most likely going to Los Angeles. He signed the deal with L.A. today. Okay, okay, so he signed with L.A. So everyone wanted to tell me that I was wrong about this and that he there was no chance he was coming to Detroit. Well, he was in the bottom three. Anyway, so we're going to leave that aside because he didn't end up coming anyways. They just can't land. They can't – they're in a funk right now with whatever they do – it just doesn't work out for them. You know, they signed Nielsen uh, to a contract, which a lot of people will say that wasn't the right decision. And they've signed multiple deals that look pretty good at the, at, at the beginning. And now, you know, everyone's like, oh, they never should have signed that. And just nothing they do works out. And it's really unfortunate because Brickley looks like a good defenseman. I've seen him in person a few times. I like his game. He's pretty physical. He can run a power play. He's good offensively. He makes a good first pass. We don't have any of that. He'd come here and he'd probably be the first of the second best defenseman on the team. And that's what's frustrating that that we have shit in front of him that he said, you know what? No, thanks. I'm not going to go to Detroit. And that's what's frustrating about it. Sounds like Danny DeKaiser back in 2013. We all got excited, and look how that worked out for us. So this could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, but just because it didn't work out the first time doesn't mean you keep going. Don't go back to the well because then you get burned if he doesn't, um, you know, and or you get burned if he does end up being good. And if this guy had a chance to go to, so say these three teams were like his, he had a say. Two out of the three teams are going in the playoffs. Why would you want to go somewhere where your season ends in five days or a week? They're not playing them anyway. So LA has oh. a very big log jam at defense also. Um, they, in the report when he signed, said he will most likely not play this season until LA can figure out their defensive issues because they've got their defenses full. Plus they've got prospects waiting. They've got good prospects. I, I guess yeah. I kind of contradicted myself a little bit too. I did say this um, a few years ago when they were getting close to land Mike Riley out of the University of Minnesota, and Mike Riley hasn't really turned out to me much either. So I don't. I mean, I guess it could work one way, it could work the other way. But the thing that well, I look don't, at Will Butcher. Hold on. The thing that that drives me nuts is that you know they kicked their tires and they couldn't land the guy. They were they kicked their tires on Will Butcher last year and, and they couldn't land him. And this is what 
grinds my gears. Uh, Toronto was able to land players. And I'm not saying that it was just college free agents, but they were able to land players and they were able to draft and develop. And it was quick. It was rather quick what the Leafs were able to do. And yes, they got Austin Matthews, but I'm just saying everything that the Red Wings organization does right now just doesn't work out for them. And I guess that kind of makes sense because they were good for 25 years or 26 years. And But it's just – it's frustrating as a fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Ryan, I just want to get your thoughts on it real quick. I mean, if we're gonna, to, to go back to the Brickley thing, everything I've read and seen on him, he's the type of offensive threat probably similar to what we got with Hicketts, but bigger. Uh, he, In comparison to DeKaiser, DeKaiser has always been looked at as that shutdown guy, and when he came through, we had some potential back on the back end where – that's what his role could have been and maintained as, but we just don't have it. And relying on him as the top guy doesn't work. Brickley could have come in. He probably would have played bottom end minutes to start, but he could have actually played right away with this junk that we've got on the back end right now. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's the harm? It's signed to an entry level deal. The, if it's two years, okay, whatever. But what's interesting that he's went to LA and touching on Tyler's point of doing the strikeout on free agency, I go back all the way to what, what year did uh, Parisi and Suter pass up Detroit to go 2012. back? 2012. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. right around that time frame because I everything I saw, it was almost a lock that they were coming yeah. in, which it makes sense yeah. that they went to Minnesota. Yeah, they're from there. But everything was they're signing with Detroit today and then, boom, go to Minnesota. I think it, right around that time frame, a little bit before that is when – the writing was on the wall that decline is hitting Detroit and guys have been kind of avoiding it. And even that was even with Babcock and they still had obviously dad still producing the way he did, but it was just aging players and aging contracts, which is where we're at right now. And the log gen that we have on defense are from bad contracts. Green falls off. And I know we've talked about it, but there's not a lot of space that, pending free agents can see and see positive things happening right now. And like to touch on like the mindset of Ryan Martin, which threw me off from the Custance article is that these guys, it's the tie goes to the veterans still. And that's the unfortunate piece of where we're at, especially with young free agents. Yeah. Ryan Martin. I don't know why, why he would think he's a younger guy. I think, I don't know why he would have that, well, we need to be playing our vets and the kids need to earn every bit of ice time they get and compete for it. And- I have one guess. I have one guess, and this is as right as I've ever been. It's because he's been sitting with Ken Holland yeah. for X amount of years, and now he's just sucking everything out of Ken Holland and evaporating it like a huge sponge. He's also a former from agent Holland. and a lawyer, so he's oh. probably one of those like businessmen oh, yeah, like, mindsets. Jim though. Yeah, I, I mean, with, I don't know, if you look at it and you go, okay, so Ken Holland's gone after five college free agents and he's signed zero of them. How are you comfortable with him rebuilding an organization when clearly he's one of the reasons that no one wants to come here? Anthony CU. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony CU, after his, after he's 26, he's gone. I mean, we still hold his rights and he can do the same thing next year. He can go back to Russia or he can go to Russia to play. He can go overseas to play. He doesn't have to play here until after 26. I'm pretty sure he's gone. If Ken Holland and Blaschel are still here. See, see, but but if you're Ken Holland at that point, right? Why don't you just say, you know what? 
if this kid's going to be sour and, and if you are really serious about rebuilding this thing from the ground up and this kid's really sour about staying in Detroit because of whatever happened, why don't you just say, you know what, we're going to trade his rights. We're going to get whatever pick it is because we're rebuilding anyways. And we're not going to let people with shitty attitudes skate uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, no, it was because he basically used the, he's a young guy and he's part of the team's future and blah, blah, stuff like that. So that's what he used. Well, I have news for him that that's, I mean, Athanasiu's attitude has not been much better this year. So no, and it, neither we'll, has we'll his on-ice performance. Exactly. No. So. so Moving on from that, though, I guess what this horrible re-signing of Holland and Blaschel does get us is better draft odds. So our draft odds right now, we are currently beating uh, Buffalo, so they probably will go down. But we are sitting at a 26.1% chance of picking in the top three and an 8.5% chance of picking first overall, uh, which is kind of exciting. Right now, the way it, it, it stands is if the Red Wings miss the top three, they're probably going to be picking between five and seven. So, I mean, it's you got other teams are playing good around us. Vancouver's won two in a row. Arizona. Uh, Arizona's won two in a row. Ottawa's lost six, so they're due for a win. Uh, but Arizona's been playing great. They're 6-4-0 and in their last 10, and Vancouver has been coming up. So if we can get those two to pass us and we can finish in the bottom three, that would be optimal. And that would get us, I mean, at least a guy like, we can get a guy like Quentin Hughes or we can get a guy like uh, like Evan Bouchard, a good defenseman that we need. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of the the draft odds? Uh, I'm going to stay optimistic because you look at New Jersey last year and what they ended up getting with the top, the second pick. Philly too. I, yeah, Philly. Jersey, yeah, yeah that, Jersey had the first pick. Philly, Philly with the second pick. That's what I was thinking of. So there's there's a good chance, especially unfortunately, the worst that we do. If we stay at that number five, I feel pretty good about it that it could be a five to seven pick. If we strike out on Dallin. And I was mentioning this earlier. We definitely should take the NFL approach of the next best available. If it's a Quinn Hughes, I'll be ecstatic because, like we've talked about before, they need that guy to drive the offense on the back end. If they do that, they have some offensive skill that they could finally start making something happen. We've already seen that in a couple quick flashes of Joe Hicketts back there. What when he means yeah. to fuck what this offense can look like. If they add two or three of those, well, two, I should say, then if all goes well and you got a guy like Chalowski chomping at the bit, a guy like Quinn Hughes would be perfect. I mean, there's a couple other top-end D prospects, but even if they don't get one of them and they can land a guy, say, like Oliver Wallstrom, um, something like that, just a depth guy that could make an initial impact, fight for minutes, and then push his way forward. That's what they need the most. To me. Yeah. Tess, what do you like about our draft position? It's weird because this is uncharted territory. I don't like it, but I know for the future it has to happen. I haven't, it's like weird because I've never paid attention to like who's available for the draft because we've never been in the situation. So I'm like, why do I care? Well, I have to start caring now because it's our future. Um, The one guy that I've seen a lot 
um, and like I think it's with the fact that the Frozen Four is that still called the college with Frozen the Quinn Four, Hughes, yeah, yeah so with it still with it going on, um, with Quinn Hughes being involved, we need defensemen, and I've heard all good things, and we can never I mean don't doubt a Michigan man, right? But one thing that I'm uncomfortable with this draft, this guy was born on October 14th in '99. Like, I feel really old. I don't like this anymore. Like, mm-mm. he's not even a 90s kid. He missed the cutoff. He was like an infant. That's just mind boggling. I don't know. I'm defenseman. But I was also thinking the other day, do we need like goalies? They got a no. prospect pool. We got right a deep goalie prospect pool. I still think you draft one, though, at some point. We I draft don't like every draft. The future is so like blurred with that because we only have how, like, I'm just in Coro, he ain't going to cut it. So who, like, who do you call upon? Philip Larson. Like, what's next? Larson and Petrazuli have the most upside right now from what I'm seeing. So does your investment for knowing that. Oh, yeah. Look. That's true. Yeah, so Philip Larson played for the in the World Juniors for Team Sweden. Uh-huh. Um, okay. He was their goalie. He's he's had a stellar year. Petrozelli's moved up a little bit. I think you have Petrozelli. You're probably looking at two years. Yep. Um, Larson's probably the closest to coming up, and, and Van Pottelberg's been doing really well too. So we've got three pretty solid goalie prospects. Okay. So we'll still draft it's... a goalie, but. It's more um, just we need solid defense, which yeah, is whatever is available. I'm Caden Fulcher was the other one, but I haven't heard much about him lately. But yeah, D prospects definitely, and that's where you're looking at Quinn Hughes. That's where you're looking at uh, Evan Bouchard, who's actually rocketed up the ranks recently. And you're looking at uh, Adam Boquist, who is small. He's five foot eleven, uh, and he's light. He's 166 pounds right now, oh, so wow. he needs to put on some weight. He's not going to get any taller, but he needs to put on some weight and. Those are going to be. This is a very defense-heavy first round. Thank and God. Yeah, this is I think what is, we need. We've been like exactly. asking for it. Which is I'm we wondering have if the we next might Nick Glitzstrom for all we know. Yeah. Which is Wouldn't I'm wondering if we might take our pick we got from Vegas and package it with another one to move up to take another defenseman. I was just thinking about that. I could see yeah. that. I hope so. they would do something like that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, I just wanted to get your final thoughts. Yeah. So I mean. You know, there's no secret. They need defensemen. But, I mean, you know, you can never have – like I said, I mean, obviously at some point they're going to probably pick somewhere between five or five to seven. I mean, I guess they could be in the top three. You never know. But five to seven or maybe four, um, you know, at that point I would be best available because, I mean, obviously Darlene's going to be gone at one. Um, Svechnikov's going to be – gone at two and then Zadina is probably going to be three and you could end up at four with Quinn Hughes or Brady Kachuk Brady Kachuk or mm-hmm. one of those because I mean my question is is like if they're you know if they're one two three Zadina's gone um Svechnikov's gone and Dalin's gone if all three of those guys are gone and you get four do you take Quinn Hughes who is the Michigan boy look he's smaller but he's he's a freak. He can skate. He's really good. Or do you take a guy that's a physical bull and he's an agitator and he's going to draw penalties and he seems to be like uh, I hate to say this because I hate the guy, but uh, a bigger version of Brad Marchand. Do you take a guy like that? Yeah, 
Mm, I don't I know. I mean, I that's that's the real question because that's that's a fair point because if you do end up at four, you're gonna have Boquist, you're gonna have uh, Bouchard as well, you're gonna have Quinn Hughes, and you're gonna have Kachuk, and you better not mess that up because then you can really screw this up for the next, you know, five or six years if you don't get this right. Yeah, all I have to say is, and the Detroit Red Wings select Dennis Chalowski, so. I, I see. A, I get. I'm gonna get flashbacks this draft. I think they take Quinn Hughes there, and and that's that's the thing that, in a way, it scares me. But I guess at the same time, Quinn Hughes is the kind of guy that you take there. But then again, I think Kachuk might be the best player available there. And so I know you go with with play. I would go with the best player available. They're probably gonna go with you know we need a defenseman. Let's go with Quinn Hughes. I've seen a lot of Kachuk this year in person. I've also seen a lot of him on TV because, you know, he plays for BU. And he's physical. He's everything the Red Wings really need. And that, But he's not a defenseman, and that's the only, you know, downside to it. But he does score goals. So, I mean, the Red Wings need that. They need everything if you really <laughs> want to be honest. They just need someone on the back end, like, they, like a Dylan Larkin kind of player. And that, I think maybe Quinn Hughes maybe is that. I need and Nick Lestrum's four sons to play in the oh, NHL, wow. and I want all of them as defensemen. <laughs> oh, my God, we just scored again. Anthony C., did you hear us bitching about you? <laughs> I think you had rabbit ears. Well, all right, do Dad. something. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Because you get into a dicey situation if you're at four and there's best player available versus, you know, your real need. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's 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 a tough question to answer, I would say. So, Tessa, I want you to shout out your Twitter handle, please. My Twitter handle is at TMDudleyXO. Ryan, go ahead. At RDRyan33. And Greg, you're next. I am at Bringing the Wing. Yep, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Datsuk. I'll probably be changing that soon. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can also... Uh, like us on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram as well. You can also find our podcast on Podbean. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and soon to be Spotify. Greg, is that true? Yeah, it still says in progress. So I had to email them. Okay, that's a good thing. And then um, and, and Stitcher as well. So I mean, guys, subscribe on there if you can. Uh, but that's all we have tonight. Red Wings are up. What is it? Four to two now against the Sabres and Casey Middlestat. That's all I have tonight. Stay classy, Dr. Joe. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town.